who is now accepting Dogecoin. Is Target going to replace the mall? What is a SPOC and why is everyone doing it? And 17 more. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Budgeton Brews Morning Coffee Break, where we discuss, chat, and ramble about last week's top 20 financial headlines. Today is March 7, 2021. Let's get that coffee out and start brewing those hot headlines. And remember, you can watch these episodes on YouTube. If you're currently listening via podcast, we're going to discuss our top 10, then list and link the remaining 10 for your enjoyment. Tony, what is our first headline? The first headline we have today is uh, it's not really a headline. I just kind of want to discuss the market and the major stock indexes. So we saw some ups and downs last week through the S&P 500, Dow Jones, Industrial Average, and the NASDAQ. Um, however, despite all the nail biting, mm-hmm. all three markets uh, came uh, ended high at the end of the week. So the S&P 500 finished about one one half a percent up. So it came back from a, from okay. being negative. Good. The Dow Jones Industrial Average popped off and finished up 1.6 percent. That was and down the, for a while. Yeah, that was down for a while. It was like down almost 10 percent, I think, at some point. And then the tech-driven Nasdaq finished the week up 3.6 percent. So overall, not as bad as it sounded compared yeah. to all the volatility. And a lot saw. of the hits were from actually the big tech companies too. Yes, yes. That's what sort of dragged a lot of the markets down. So, but. Good update on that. We are staying clear. We'll see what this week brings. But moving into the real headline number one, but our headline number two, Zoom, (laughs) talk about tech, was down 16% last week after exploding 443% in 2020. There's there's an and more to this. so when that first announcement happened, I thought it was, it was pretty cool because – well, not cool, but they were trying to figure out why is it down, right? Why is Zoom going sure. down when we're still remote and we're working with it? Stanford researchers looked at the psychological consequences of spending too much time on video calls, and it highlighted just how stressful it actually is. They state when someone's face wow. is that close to us in real life – it actually yeah. it's interpreted as an intense situation that it's either going to lead to mating or to conflict. So the real <laughs> life component versus how we are um, interacting now. So will Zoom, Skype, Google Meets, all that stuff, will that sort of live and continue with us or will it decline? So I'm thinking, is, is it going to grow or not? And then as I'm formulating these sentences, all of a sudden the next headline drops. It was like the next day and it is – Wait a second, wait a second. After hours, Zoom stock shoots up 10% following a better than expected earnings. So I thought that was funny. That is the end then to this. So yeah. it was down 16, but then it shoots up that following day. Um, I, I mean, so it, it's interesting, but the world that we're in now, what, what do you think, Tony? Do you see like some of these other applications still being around in two years? Do you see their stock value increasing? Are they going to adapt to people going back to work? Where do they stand? There's a lot of good questions there to, to, to kind of jump into it. Um, you know, when COVID hit, a lot of companies had to go to remote work, right? Almost everyone, right? So these companies do, doing these Zoom meetings and stuff like that, there was an interesting study on the psychological consequences of spending too much time in video calls and stuff like that. But, you know, when you think about it, it's, it's an intimate thing. You're in a video call with someone, you're face-to-face, they can see your expressions, you can see their expressions, a little bit more intense than just talking on the phone. Um, so a lot of companies are starting to integrate this into their meetings so they can continue to uh, operate as close to normal as they can. 
Um, do I see this going away? Not entirely, but right. I'm sure as things start to go back to normal, we'll see less and less remote work. Um, one key indicator, though, that I did see is that some companies, especially in like customer service fields, as they're sending their their uh, agents to work from home, productivity is actually boosting up. Their stats mm-hmm. are getting better. Their yep. customer, uh, the client surveys are, are coming back higher. So remote work is is benefited some markets right. and others not so much. So I, I think it's a very complex thing where we're talking about here. Um, but obviously anyone who invested in Zoom is happy because of the growth that right. they saw through 2020. And now that, you know, we saw that slight decline and then f- following better than ex- expected earning reports shot back up 10%. I still think Zoom's on a great path as well as um, Skype, yeah. Google, the other one yeah, as well. Agree. And, and to wrap this, th- this point off, um, do I ever see a 400% hike in a Google Meet in a Skype in a Zoom? No, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, that is, you know, that was that, a one-time that's not thing. normal, right? Yes, yeah. and it's because of the situation we were in. It hiked up there. So if I'm going to say I'm going to go bet on a single stock, I'm not going to say Zoom. If anything, it might steadily decline as we go. On. I don't know. But sure. what I will say is it will be around, and we will have more strictly remote positions is going to form this. I think the business travel is going to stop, or not stop, but it's going to uh, diminish a little bit, too. They say yeah. 25% mm-hmm. of it's not coming back, and so there's going to be more and more meetings using these platforms. So I think we'll always be there. I don't see it, obviously, making huge gains and trying to you know you're gonna put some money in and just retire off of Zoom. Well said. Yeah. Well, let's jump into number three here. And I have Tesla stock underperforms the market Friday compared to its competitors. So Tesla last week dropped 13%. It's been on a steady decline. Over the past month, it's down 30%. So Tesla, I think it dropped below $600 per price per one share mm-hmm. of the stock, which um, is a 30% decrease from where it just was, over a 30% decrease from where it just was a month ago. So, right. Rich, how are you feeling about Tesla? We're seeing other EV companies and other car companies go into the EV sector. Do you think this is going to bring competition their way? How do you feel about Tesla moving forward? Well, I definitely think it's going to uh, cause competition. I mean, right now, everyone's trying to just get their vehicles out there, make everything full electric, autonomous, all this stuff. And I think that when Tesla was starting off, it was the hype. And people were just you know throwing money in there. And then it was almost like... Elon Musk was this god. Anything he said or did, everyone was like <laughs> hailing to him. Right. And now, even when you saw a couple of weeks ago when he threw all that money in Bitcoin, we actually talked about that as a headline. And Tesla didn't really move that much. Bitcoin no. did. Mm-hmm. And so now all of a sudden it's like, okay, Tesla, you're cool. That's great. Keep doing what you're doing. They ran into a couple other things. They had some recalls as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to be a competitor. Nonetheless, I just don't, once again, sort of like we talked about Zoom, sort of skyrocketing up there. I don't see that from Tesla anymore, skyrocketing it up, you know, X amount of percentage, and people are just going to be rich off it. I think now you have other competitors coming in, which I like because I'm an index fund investor. We all know that. So the whole market, with all this competition and people, maybe small companies starting to climb a little bit here and there because they're collaborating, they're working with others instead of just Tesla and now all of a sudden it's up or down moving market shifts. No, let's space that out. Let everybody come in there, create that competition and let's let's grow together. So I'm actually I don't mind this and I think that Tesla stock was 
overvalued anyway with the yep. hype in Elon yep. Musk, yep. period. Elon Musk so I'm hoping this is starting to balance back out and yeah. actually go to that normal level. Instead, I mean, they had to do, you know, stock splits and everything like that, like share sure. splits. Like, so I think now we're actually seeing a company instead of an overhyped company. And just to add a little bit, you know, Elon Musk said his stock, Tesla stock was overvalued, you know, and, right. and at that point when he sent out that tweet or whatever happened, it dipped again, you know, so it just shows yeah. the influence he has on that, that the value of his company. Um, but also we've seen Jaguar, we've seen uh, yep. GM, we've seen Volkswagen all moving towards EV, uh, yep. investing in EV. So that market is becoming um, bigger and it's not yep. just owned. It's a Tesla's a Tesla will always be a Tesla. It's right. always going to be something sought after considered that luxury, awesome brand and stuff like that. But there's a lot more players in the game now. Right. So because they were the first, it was like they were, they were the first well-known right. one to do yeah. it, you know, to yeah. sort of monopolize on that. Okay. Moving to headline number four, Robinhood is sure. planning to file an IPO as soon as March uh, per Bloomberg. And I thought it was interesting. So my question is, is this a good idea for Robinhood? It, uh, we talked about it pro- providing a bare bone trading experience. Like, yep. so it's sort of lacking, like you're just getting the minimum right there. It doesn't have mutual funds, index funds, tax sheltered accounts, et cetera. It's facing lawsuits, Reddit, the, the whole debacle, you know, bailing hedge funds out and working with Citadel. So all this negative publicity is now mm-hmm. a good time for Robinhood to IPO and launch in March now this month. Right. I, it doesn't seem. It seems weird to me. It seems like this is not yeah. something that I would want to get behind. Why are they throw doing my money it, in. right? Are they are they trying to get cash in? Are they trying to really like get investors cash and stuff like that? Do they need that money? Uh, I feel like right now the trust that people have in Robinhood is like at an all time low. Right. So if I you know I don't know if they have any other reasonings for doing the IPO, but. It does, to me, it doesn't make sense. So they did a Super Bowl commercial. Maybe that's what it was. They threw it out there like, yeah, that's going to win for sure. Everyone's going to jump to our platform. I'm sure people if anything, will buy when it. I, when I scroll through my feed, people are leaving yeah. Robinhood, and they're going to these other platforms. Yep, yep. I've seen that a lot lately. So mm-hmm. I, I would be very cautious um, if anyone was going to think about investing in that IPO. I'm sure I'm sure we'll see more headlines we'll be covering in future yeah. morning coffee breaks. But let's jump okay. to number five here. We have the Square CEO Jack Dorsey said his company is buying the music streaming service title for about three hundred million in cash and stocks. Um, Dorsey says his goal for Square is to make the economy work for musicians, which is why they're purchasing title. Um and because Square has worked, has helped out other retailers and stuff uh, in right. running their company. So he, they they want to help musicians. So they're purchasing title and they hope this will help them uh, reach their goal of helping musicians mm-hmm. kind of like be able to process those payments to themselves, royalties, stuff like that. Right. I think that's the direction they're trying to go. Despite this, like other other tech stocks last week, Square's still down over 8% last week from last week. So, Rich, how do you feel about Square? Well, I feel good about Square, okay. and that is because, I guess, I'll go ahead, we're going to combine maybe, so we have headline five that Tony just talked about, number six is also a Square feature, so let's combine these two, and then we could debrief them both. Yeah. Also, Square, a predominantly mobile payment company, now has its own bank, so when you go into these mom and pop shops, it's usually the thing that's sticking on the iPad, and you swipe your card, and like that, the system right there to collect your, um, you know, the payments. You know, that's Square. Yeah, card this, this bank that they're doing, it's it's FDIC insured. They're obviously known for the card reader point of sale payment system, mm-hmm. predominantly as I talked about small businesses. Sure. If a, and so here's the cool feature, I guess, not really feature, but here's the cool concept. 
if a small business needs a loan now and they use Square, Square could actually see if they are a good fit. If they're they're going to be able to look at that payment system ah, and the history, okay. is this company bringing in revenue? I know. Is this company right. losing revenue? Or do they have a st- steady cash flow throughout the, the months? Like I can literally look back at all the transactions you've ever made and then determine if you're safe enough for me to actually loan you more money or right. say no. So I really think that that's a neat feature for Square, especially if they're going to be you know issuing loans to these small businesses. It's just an easy way to sort of double check to make sure that this is somebody who could repay that loan back. So I'm not too worried about being down 8% last week because all you know, it oh, was like sure. a big, yeah. te- you know, tech hit. I think this is going to make up for it in the long run. They're going to be uh, sustainable down the road for sure. And so, I don't know much about the streaming service. Like, I, I thought that was weird for them to open yeah. the bank. They have the payment system, and now um, let's go ahead and uh, you know buy the streaming system. But yeah, yeah. For for me, I really like Square as a company. We talked about them investing in Bitcoin. Um, we and, and mm-hmm. now. It seems like they're taking a lot of the overhead and the operation practices for small businesses, and they're saying, hey, come with us. If you're a small business, we will give you card readers so you can process payments. You can use our point-of-sale system so you can track all of your expenses and everything like that. And now, because we're tracking, we have all that data. If you need a loan, come to us. We can look at your, yeah. your thing, and we can say, hey, you're a good person that we think you'll be able to pay back our loan. Here's some money. They're kind of um, going to open their own bank at this point, right? Yeah. Um, and now they're even looking into different markets like, OK, well, now we're going to buy title for 300 million and we can help um, musicians kind of process their payments. They're really starting to turn into like this big mogul of a yeah. company, a real powerhouse. And, and I, I like the I things that they're it. doing. Very, into, yeah. uh, very innovative. I think they'll be sustainable uh, and I think they'll, they'll be fine. Good company to look out for. Yeah. Tony, what's the what's our next headline? So moving into number seven, Mark Cuban stated that the Dallas Mavericks are now accepting Dogecoin. Uh, It's the cryptocurrency that originates from the meme, that dog, you know, um, the the Doge. And uh, it's a payment method that people can use now for ticket sales and merchandise at the Mavericks uh, stadium. So uh, why are they doing this? Because they can, right? Mark Cuban was quoted saying that sometimes a business just has to do things that are fun. Um, So the transactions would process by uh, by the crypto payments company BitPay, which has handled Bitcoin purchases for the Mavs since 2019. So just something kind of cool that they're doing. I thought that was pretty neat headline. I wanted to throw it in there. I do. I do. I think it's catchy. It highlights the Mavs. Like you're like, oh, what? The Mavericks, they probably don't have their name dropped too many times. Um, I, got a, I, guess I got a question marketing. for you, Rich. Yeah. I got a question for you. So since the Mavericks are doing this, they're accepting Dogecoin just because they can. Do you mm-hmm. think other companies will start to follow suit of this kind of trend, start accepting like cryptocurrencies as payments? Do you, do you think that's the direction we're heading or no? Um, I would say maybe Bitcoin. Okay. I, you know, because you, I think in some states you could file your taxes with Bitcoin or something really? like you could pay for them <laughs> and like that. And there, there's yeah. Bitcoin conversion machines. Was it in like you know liquor stores and random city? So I think yeah, it's just the buzz around the Bitcoin right now and more people buy in. I, so I think maybe I can see that. Mm-hmm. Dogecoin, I think this is a stretch. I think that you know he's doing that just for the publicity, just for the attention. Because sure. if I had Dogecoin, even if I have Bitcoin, I'm using that as an investment. 
I'm not mm-hmm. going out and buying stuff with it just to say I bought it because it is so volatile. Like the next day it could go up and down. It's like, you could have just spent X amount of money and all of a sudden it shot up and you're like, Oh, I, I want that back. I yeah. think people are using it more as an investment and not just to go ahead and buy stuff with it. Um, digital gold, specific- right? Huh? Digital gold is digital what gold. compare it yeah, to. Yeah, for this, I just think it's a marketing gimmick. Uh, Dogecoin yeah. is, is a, a whole cool thing. thing to do, though, so, right? sure, go have some fun with the city of Dallas and everything like that, but I don't see that going viral. Like I said, Bitcoin, maybe. I don't yeah, see, no, not I, these I small, agree 100%. Not these smaller ones, unless it's being influenced by somebody who might want people to buy that specific cryptocurrency, and right. then you get into some borderline things by... Eh, recommending it, it just like you know the inflection of the price to anyway. your point though uh like who's gonna spend their you're right bitcoin is definitely an investment like who's gonna spend their bitcoin if it's skyrocketing up you know what yeah. i mean like it's not Simple. at the point where it's stable so right. people aren't you know it's an investment but let's go ahead and jump in yeah. uh, to number eight what do you got for us spec so SPAC. we're gonna talk spec we, we, we mentioned this a lot but we're gonna sort of break it down a little bit spec SPACs did a record of $109 billion in transactions globally in February, according yeah. to the Financial Times. So I want to actually dive into the specifics since we always sort of throw this term around. And so what is a SPAC? It's a shell company that goes public. It raises money. Then it uses those funds that it raised to go acquire a private company. And in doing so, it takes them public. So it avoids the whole IPO route. So brings to another question. What is a shell company, a company or corporation that exists only on paper and it has no office and no employees, but it may have a bank account or hold passive investments or be the registered owner of assets. So it's like you and I, we're a shell company and we're we're thinking we're going to take a private company public. So we have... these papers that, you know, identify us right. as this company, that's all we exist on. And then what we do is we go headhunting whatever company we think is going to be a good one. And we go ahead and say, Hey, let's, let's purchase you. Let's buy you since we're already public. If we buy you now you're public too. So it's sort of helping someone do that. So what's interesting with all this. So SPACs actually started in the 1990s, but they've actually gained popularity in the past couple of years. Who has a SPAC right now? You see a lot of big celebrities. So right now, Jay-Z, Serena Williams, Shaquille O'Neal, Steph Curry, Alex Rodriguez, Colin Kaepernick, they all have SPACs. And why? Yes, they're celebrities, but Mm -hmm. they're doing it so to get rich and to advertise and promote the investment, whatever that company is. Because if others buy in, they make more money off of that. It's sort of like, why do you take um, a celebrity and stick them on like a, a razor commercial? Because you sure, want to increase right. the sales of that. You know that. So it's the same thing here. Um, Jay-Z with his, uh, what did he just sell? His Ace of Spades. I forget that brand. It's LV something, something. Whatever his champagne or that yeah. is. Right? Like if he's the face of that and this company takes him public it's going to generate sales for that shell company and him as well. Cause sure. now people can invest in that. So that sort of the whole, the ride of a SPAC, what that is, it's somebody mm-hmm. else taking them public. They're having their, they're holding their hand. They're saying, Hey, let's go ahead and do this. Cause we think you could make money slap a celebrity on there. Now yeah. it's more marketing. Now more people are going to invest in that company. So that's what that is. 
And and to the point of the headline, the SPACs did a record $109 billion in transactions globally in February. I mean, that's mm-hmm. like no small number. So yeah. it's definitely something that is uh, becoming increasingly common that we've been seeing. Yep. Um, let's jump into number nine here. So I have ExxonMobil, the oil company, joins the fight on capturing carbon emissions. Yes, you heard that right, Rich. <laughs> ExxonMobil, who has been like a... Global warming is nothing. Like Big we don't need to worry company. about this. They've been resisting like this kind of like behavior and headlines. Um, they are now joining the fight to capture carbon emissions. The industry said, uh, ExxonMobil said that it plans to increase investments in carbon capture technology. Uh, it which it pegs to be a two trillion dollar market by 2040. Yeah. So they they looked at this and they said. Okay, we're going to see a lot of market. Uh, we're going to see a big cap in the market here for this technology, and we want a part of that. So they're jumping in now. When they announced that, their stock is up almost 8% last week. Mm-hmm. And then also a side note, um, ExxonMobil also just announced that their refinery in Baytown, Texas, is back up and running. This refinery specifically was closed because of the cold weather that hit Texas, mm-hmm. but just kind of another bump there that might have uh, been part of why their stock was up this week. But yeah, well, how you how you feeling about ExxonMobil? How you feeling about carbon capture technology, Bridge? Well, how I'm feeling about that, I guess it doesn't matter because what does matter is ExxonMobil has to do that. <laughs> we just talked about all these companies going electric. Yeah. What is ExxonMobil if that happens? If they don't somehow wedge their way into um, capturing sector, carbon yeah. emissions or whatever they can do with their natural gas and you know, with being a predominant in the oil industry, like th- that's not going to be a thing down the road. They need to figure out something to do. And so I think that's why they're getting into as much of this as they possibly can because they don't want to be left behind and they yeah. have to be doing something different. So it's one of those things where they have to do something. And that's a good here's point. Yeah. Headline number 10, target fourth quarter sales jumped 21%. And I really, well, I actually don't like Target. Um, it's too expensive for me. You don't like Target? Target is too, <laughs> Target is too <laughs> expensive for me. But for most everybody else I talk to, they absolutely love Target. And mm-hmm. good for them. Sales are jumping 21%. Revenue grew more last year than in the previous 11 years combined. That's that crazy. is That is intense. Also, in the fourth quarter, same-day delivery jumped 212% from the year before, and curbside pickup jumped 500%. So why? Question is why. Why is all this happening? Right? Convenience. Mm -hmm. But my question I pose is, has Target replaced the mall? And here are some indicators that it has. Stores within stores. Think about that. Like when you go to a mall, you go to one big store, and there's a bunch of other stores inside here. Uh, Target is now partnering with Casper Mattresses, Disney, Alta Beauty, and now even Apple are is going to be inside of these wow. Targets. Also, Target has 46 different brands to give shopper a wide variety. So it's not just like, you know, you go to Aldi, you got two things to choose from. Mm-hmm. They have 46 of their brands. Their athleisure brand hit $1 billion in sales. Think about the Lululemons and things like that. Right. M- more people are going and buying their brands. I mean, a billion in sales is crazy. And yeah. you can get groceries inside Target as well. So it's a one-stop shop. It's got all your mini department stores in there. So it could be a good stock to invest in for the future when you're looking down. Uh, I, I just think 
it's doing really good things for Target. They were able to capitalize in the market that we're in. They were able to do some great partnerships and they were able to adapt. So uh, good for Target. I still won't go there. Yeah, I, I love that word you just used is adapt. We've heard about Target being in the headlines over the whole course of COVID, and that's what they've done. They've adapted. Their, their curbside pickup up 500%, their same-day delivery up 212%. Those are huge increases. I mean, obviously, a lot of it has to do with COVID, but they've adapted. The Alta Beauty we covered in a previous uh, morning coffee yep. break, they have you know their own beauty supply partnership now. Um, Apple, really, you know, I can't. Yeah. I haven't seen this yet, but I'm assuming we'd walk into an app, uh, Target and you see like a little Apple store. <laughs> they're they're doing they're adapting very seamlessly in a, in a very good way. They're always seeming to keep up with the times. Yeah. Um, and if you could, if you're a company and you can do that, you're not going to die. Like I haven't heard much about like Kohl's, which I think like used to be like a big competitor of Target and stuff like that. Maybe not as big, but um, Target Target seems to be doing really good and they're on the right track. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Like I said, I, it's a little out of my price range. That that shows my frugality, um, yeah. but uh, it, it's great for my investments. So yeah, keep, yeah. keep it coming. We are going to move into our notable mentions who didn't quite just make the mark. And I'm going to go ahead and talk about number 11, Oatly. The oat-based milk brand has entered a nationwide partnership with Starbucks. And we talked about actually oat milk being number two next to almond milk, uh, but now it is partnering with Starbucks. Don't quote me. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure Oatly just went public, didn't they? Not too I long ago. I think they did. Yeah, so, so that's a great partnership there. Yeah. Jumping into number 12 here, we have Best Buy laid off 5,000 employees and starts and plans to close more stores. Mm-hmm. So I, I think this is probably the aftermath of COVID sales and, and projection reports by them, operating costs, all that good stuff, but they had to lay off 5,000 employees. Never a good thing, but worth mentioning. They were doing really good in the beginning of COVID, actually, when people were buying yeah. TVs and things like that, because they were all, but now it's like, okay, they got all the stuff they need. Mm-hmm. They, there's no reason for them to go back to Best Buy. Yep. Number 13, ice cream sales jumped 20% in 2020, and sugary snack foods increased eight. People staying at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eating all that good stuff to stay happy. That's great. Uh, Number 14, well, here's another EV company, right? Yeah. Volvo plans to go all electric by 2030. It's like if you're a car company, you gotta you gotta make the pledge now. Otherwise, you're the yeah. the odd. That's five out, years so. after I think what like uh, GM decided to go. So yeah, yeah, they're, they're all doing. The they're all doing. Fifteen. It. Spotify's U.S. podcast listenership is projected to overtake take Apple Podcast for the first time. I thought that was interesting. But we're on both of those, so we're good. I've always been a Spotify guy, so that's no surprise to me. But Apple Podcast is huge. I mean, they have a huge following and a huge uh, user group. So that that's you know, Spotify is really stepping up the plate to mess with them. You know. Mm-hmm. All right, number six, the SpaceX Starship prototype struck the landing in its third flight test, but then it blew up sitting on the landing pad just a few minutes later. Yeah. So you know, yeah. they're they're testing the new Starship. It exploded. Probably was not intentional, so you can check the link below if you want to read more about that. Number 17, Amazon is in talks with NFL to air a significant number of Thursday night games exclusively on Prime Video per the Wall Street Dirt Journal. That, Partnerships. So now I have to get Amazon Prime to watch that? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I think uh, it's just a, a partnership uh, away from them to watch the. I think uh, it's great. I'm a Prime person, so like if I get yeah, like a full now on have. Amazon Prime, I like that. I, I can't like watch it. the game if I don't have Prime. What the heck? Number 18, Lyft said that last week, uh, 
excuse me, Lyft said that the last week of February was its best week in ride sharing since the pandemic restrictions began last March. Mm. So they're finally starting to see some of those ride yeah. sharing come back. Uh, people are using the ride sharing apps more. It's kind of good. And uh, guess what? Their stock shot up 13% last week. You know, so looking looking okay for them. Yeah, I'll be uh, interested to see how you know Uber and Lyft and some of the other ride sharing companies, what they do differently going forward. Yeah. 19, the Senate passes a 1.9 trillion COVID relief bill. House Democrats plan final approval uh, Tuesday. So yep. we'll see what happens then. Yep, yep. Uh, President Biden said it won't be easy, but uh, he said people are essentially desperately needing money. So th- th- he's really looking to push out uh, another uh, round of direct payments to yep. Americans and stuff. So we'll, we'll have to see what happens with that. Um, and number, last but not least, number 20, China-linked hack hits tens of thousands of U.S. Microsoft customers. Uh, this was a hack that they think originated from China. Um and there was apparently a lot of data, and it had to deal with like their emails uh, technology or servers or something like that. Uh, a lot yeah. of data was uh, compromised and breached. Um, so that's been all over the headlines. Um, good luck yeah. to Microsoft. That's all I can say. And that wraps up this week's episode. And we hope you enjoyed your morning coffee. Tune in next week to see what news is brewing. In the meantime, don't forget to follow us on our Facebook page to stay up to date with some current market trends. And oh yeah, hit that thumbs up and subscribe button. It really helps support the channel. That does it. See ya. See ya.